Hello and welcome to episode seven, where I am joined by the wonderful Clara, aka Color Me Loverly, on social media. And I just enjoy talking to her so much. Not only is she absolutely hysterical, I, I mean, seriously, this girl has the funny bone in her, but she is also so well spoken and has so much wisdom to offer that I could just listen to her talk for hours. Um, so in this podcast episode, we talk a lot about building confidence through social media, being comfortable in your skin, both offline and online, and what that means, dealing with trolls. We love those. Just kidding. We hate them. Um, friendships and healthy ones versus ones that may need a friendship breakup. So you're going to enjoy this episode as much as I did. And without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the Hush and Be Bold podcast. It is such an honor to have you on. I feel like you are my cooler and fun pop culture <laughs> friends on the internet. So Aww. I'm always looking to you for like a comedic relief and also just opinions on pop culture. So um, yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I like love talking to my internet friends. So this is perfect. That's exactly what podcasts are for, right? Just talking and then you exactly. have an audience yes, of people. Yes, it makes an opportunity. Yes. Well, one of the things that I am so interested in you about is that you have a whole pop culture newsletter. And how did that start? Can you just talk us through a little bit I about do. that? Oh, my God. Um, I started it in March, I think, of this year. And I've just always loved writing. Um, I've always written. And I just feel like TikTok is obviously what I do the most and where I have like my largest audience. But a lot of the time, I feel like TikTok lacks nuance. I don't know if you have experienced that, but there's only so much you can do with a one minute video. And yeah. I feel like writing just allows me to express myself in a way that TikTok or Instagram or Twitter just doesn't really allow. So it's just been honestly great. I feel like it's where I'm the platform where I'm most myself. Um, just because I can like expand on my ideas and be like as insane as I want to be, use as many parentheticals as I want to use. And I feel like I write very much in the way that I speak. So I don't know, I've gotten like good feedback. And it's just very, it's very liberating for me to write and just to put my words out there. I think you probably feel the same because you're a writer. So I love that. It made me think of something almost instantly. Um, like TikTok, obviously, it's a lot short form content. But then I am an avid comment reader. Like I love to see oh my God, the conversations, yes. the comments, because you want more. Yes. I can spend hours on comments. I'm just like, you are all spending so much time on this. And yet also here I am reading them. So same, <laughs> same. So it's similar in the sense that people still crave like reading more about a certain topic or whatever it might be. So I feel like that your newsletter is a perfect place for that where people want, you know, like, comedy but they also want to just like dive in they want to know more about a certain piece right um, how do you how do you find certain trends or topics to write about obviously I feel like our world is constantly just giving us shit storm of content oh my god but... <laughs> there's content all of the time um but I just think like obviously whatever is going on at the time so currently what do we have Twitter Elon Musk 24 7 news cycle which is exhausting but yeah. then just little pop culture things, right? Like Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen. Um, that was a, that was a big deal in my in my mm -hmm. household. 
Um, and then I think just random things like books that I'm reading. Like I love talking about literature. I love talking about fiction. Um, it's one of my biggest hobbies, probably just reading. Um, so I don't know. I think I also can show different sides of me through the newsletter. That's been really exciting. Um, so yeah, I think just, just kind of whatever, whatever's happening that week, either in pop culture, in my life. Um, and then that's, that's kind of how I decide to, to, to figure out my, my writing topic, but there are some weeks that I just don't, don't post anything. I think there was an entire month where I didn't post. So it's not, it's not regular by any means. No. Um, I feel like another big portion of you is your TikToks. You just kind of mentioned about Tom Brady, Giselle situation. And I think you are very well known for your PR TikToks that just absolutely make me crack up and just die (laughs) of laughter. So how did you you get started with those? Like how how did that idea come to mind? And Um, what was that like? Yeah. So it all started with... I'm sure you remember the Oprah Winfrey and Megan and Harry interview, yeah. the faded interview oh from, my I think when was it, like late Feb, early March 2021. And at one point in the interview, Megan was talking about how she reached out to the HR department at Buckingham Palace to like <laughs> basically let them know what's been going on. And I was like, how? insane how fascinating is it that buckingham palace has an hr department that oh my is god I'd pay to, me. to know more i would right? pay to just go exactly into exactly so that's how it started like my first few videos were like buckingham palace hr actually so it kind of evolved from there but that was the that was the first the first inkling um it, i owe it all to oprah and megan really thanks ladies Thank you so much. I was not silenced. Yeah, well, I feel like it's just, it's, again, unfortunately, but fortunately, there's just a plethora of events that happen in pop culture that need PR agents like you. (laughs) um, Fake PR agents. Fake fake PR agents. Uh Let's let that be the record. Um, (laughs) I'm so curious, like, what do people respond to your videos? Like, I'm sure, you know, you get the generic laughter, but... What is your overall response to your videos? Yeah, um, generally it's positive. Like I will say that it's generally very positive. But then there are other times when I like, especially when I talk about specific people that have kind of more rabid fan bases and they're Mm -hmm. just like, this is so unfair. You just don't understand what they're about. You're being so woke, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's it's so wild to me because just like defend first of all, defending a celebrity publicly on the internet is not something that I can relate to because it's just like, these people don't know you. They don't care about, like, in my opinion, the majority of celebrities don't really care about like the public. So it's just like these people that will like leave it all on the floor to defend them in TikTok comments are fascinating to me. Like the Tom Brady stands, the Aaron Rodgers stands, the Elon Musk stands. And it's just like, Obviously, there's a common a commonality in that, and that, that they're all like wealthy white men. So that that tells you something. Um, but I think I don't know. I think it's interesting to see because whenever people do respond like that to my videos, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm right. <laughs> like if this is how people respond, then I'm obviously in the right path. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's so weird. And I love how you put it like that. Like, this is just a, this is a man that you are 
going into yeah. the weeds defending yeah. for. Like, you don't know them at all. You don't know them. They would not do anything for you. And yet here you are fighting strangers in another stranger's TikTok video. For what? Like, what, oh, yeah. what That's- are you doing? It's wild That's to me. The interesting, the most interesting part, right? It's no longer just a single comment. It's like two people going at it. And I mean yeah. at it. Like they are going for at the it. jugular. Like they're getting yeah. deep in there. And then you're just this third party outside I know, of I'm it just all. An observer. I'm just like, guys, I literally will not be responding to any of this. Like at this no. point, it became above me. Like I can't do this. But yeah, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. And then some people, I don't know, some people get, you know, oh, you used to be funny, but now that you like don't understand how this works, this is probably like your political leanings that are making you think like this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, okay. Thanks, Jan. Yeah. Okay. Thank you yeah. so much. I will take this into account for my next for my next video. Seriously, this isn't revolutionary here, but we of course know that it's much more common for people to say women aren't funny. So I find it's like a very easy oh yeah dag to just throw on a woman's mm-hmm. video that they don't agree with that you used to be funny or yeah. content is getting yeah. whatever. Um, and it's all it- because they just don't agree. Exactly. And it's just like when I don't like a video, even if it's offensive to me, I just scroll right along. You know what I mean? Maybe I put not interested so that I don't see it anymore. <laughs> but I would never think about engaging to such a degree that I'm How... just like yelling at the creator. <laughs> it's just so wild. How beautiful is it that the TikTok and the engineers of all these platforms have given us tools? They've given us the exactly. block button. Yeah. How oh my god I know I used to feel so bad about blocking people but now if someone leaves me like a weird comment like it doesn't have to be like super offensive or anything I'm just like you're giving off like really weird vibes and I'm just like block like I don't (laughs) I don't need to think about this anymore and I think like if somebody's really if you're really viewing somebody's profile and even though it's not even coming up on your for you page, or if you're on Instagram, they don't really, I guess they have a for you page, something similar, but you have to go yeah. out of your way to look at this person and you're still getting that yeah. bothered. Like, exactly. Block them. Like, please. Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, do yourself a favor. Yeah. But I, I guess I am actually curious to dive a little bit deeper on that. Um, how do you deal with those comments? Like, do you, uh, do you find it gets to you or uh, what do you, what is your mindset on potentially negative or yeah. just troll comments? It like used to get to me. I feel like the more specific they are, the more they get to me, right? When they're just mm. like, oh, you used to be funny. Now you're not. I'm just like, okay, that's like, that's not offensive. But then they're just like, you know, when they get super detailed about the way that they insult you and you're just like, mm. Okay, this didn't have to yes. be like so cutting. Like, let's, let's <laughs> calm down, Michael two two three four. Like, you know what I mean? It's user like, zero zero four five yeah. six. Or honestly, Apple no. user. Yeah. Or it's like the weird. Yeah, it's also they'll have like the weirdest two words. Like it's like Windex plants. And oh I'm my like, god! Who yeah, are you Windex plants that you're coming I know, to me? I know. But what's really nice about TikTok is a lot of the time, like people who follow you and who have followed you for a while will see like a mean comment on your video and really defend you and like go at it and like a lot of times like I don't even say anything because I'm just like 
I don't want to engage with like mean commenters unless they're like making a very like unless they're making an actual point that I can argue against. Like I don't like to engage. I don't think it's worth it. But then sometimes like commenters, subscribers, followers, whatever, they're just like, um, you must be new, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, thank you so much, guys. I feel so loved. <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah, it's it's almost like uh, radiance off yourself. Like, that's what you want to say. But then you have these people that do really, honestly, they just appreciate your content. They appreciate your message and your humor into the world. And so they're like, what this, not today I am gonna tell this yeah. person that this is not okay and it's like that's exactly. also a really nice thing um it's such a nice feeling I agree just like building a community and like people who know even like sometimes you'll fuck up right like sometimes you'll like make a video that's not right and you're just like okay I like own up to that and I'll like delete it or I'll explain why I did it I'll apologize, whatever. But like people understand that because you like have a track record of like normally not doing that so it's just it's nice yeah the intent is is in the right place exactly some, you know, maybe the delivery or word or something was off and I find like obviously in a perfect world we would never get mad at comments whether this is whether you're a content creator or you're just a, a, a person living in the world like I think we never want to feel like we take something to um offensively but we're still human it's mm -hmm. like it like dang yeah you think that yeah and sometimes you'll like be having a bad day on something that wouldn't affect you normally just like totally guts you and oh. you can't really control that so you have to like I think about that when I'm like like I hate a video that I'm seeing right I think it's super offensive I'm just like you know what like I'm not going to engage like this person mm -hmm. might be having an awful day they might be going through a crisis. Like, I don't know because I've been through that. And I'm just like, I don't want to like be the reason why a person has like a little like panic attack in the middle of the day. Yes. And I, I think that's the least that we can do. I mean, unless you have something that's positive or even just if it's like thought provoking to contribute, you know, you're allowed to have thoughts and opinions. But if it's just straight up mean, it's like, yeah. is that helpful to what is that serving? Me, mm -hmm. Deb? And then like you said, this person could be having the absolute crappiest day of their life. And now you just tipped it over even further. Like, yeah. great. So with that in mind, like what helps you be vulnerable and authentic on social media? Um, I think it's just kind of the knowledge that most of the people who watch my videos and like who follow me on social media have like maybe not my best interests at heart, but they don't have my worst interests at heart. Do you know what I mean? They're, they're not like rooting for me to fail. They're just like mm -hmm. either positive or neutral observers to my content or my life. And like I'm just being myself. I'm honestly never really putting on uh, a friend. So what I put out there is like who I am with all of my unhingedness. Um, <laughs> so it's just, I think that idea, and it's just like most of the people who follow me are like follow or who like watch my content are like followers who've like been in my social media life for a significant period of time. So they like have my history, they like know what I'm about. So for the most part, honestly, what I have is a really supportive group of people um just in my in my corner to be corny yeah no that's it is a corny <laughs> one but it's true because 
I feel like the start of social media, and of course, this is how it kind of was, but you follow people who are already these influencers and, Mm -hmm. you know, or they were big YouTubers and that's how they got into the comedy space. So uh, they put a lot of work, especially the YouTube era or um, I guess, you know, you had the Vine era, which is probably similar to TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was a lot harder for people to even know you. Um, And I feel like it was maybe less authenticity on the social media world. Whereas today, what do you think? Do you think it's more authentic now or? I don't know if it's more authentic. I think people show more sides of themselves now than they did then. Like before, maybe it was more one-sided. Like if you were a comedian on like YouTube or Vine or whatever, you just showed that aspect of yourself Mm -hmm. on social media. And now it's more of like a full rounded person, right? So you Mm -hmm. show that, but then you also show like, where you go get your coffee and you show like your struggles and going out with your friends and I don't know what shows you watch. It's just a more, I think we show more of ourselves um, like emotionally than we used to, um, which is good, but also can feel very overwhelming obviously, because then you're just allowing strangers essentially into your life. And that's very, It's very anxiety inducing sometimes and it's just vulnerability to a level that we're not really used to as as humans, I think. Yeah, it it's so true. Like I'll be making a sandwich and the turkey and the spinach and like everything just looks aesthetic and I'm like, ooh, yeah, I want to show the world this. But how weird. Like I wouldn't even go to my friends and be like, look at this turkey sandwich I made. Exactly. Like you wouldn't be at home and be like, oh my God, mom and dad, look, look at this sandwich that I just made. (laughs) Doesn't it look precious? But you want to show like your thousands of friends on Instagram. And I don't know. It's like, I don't think it's bad. I think it's just different and something to be mindful of. I think it's hard to keep that in mind that it's just, you know, not the end and be all because at the end of the day, like it could all go away. I feel like we're watching the implosion of Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. And I feel like that could technically happen to social media period. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of people's personalities have been shaped or altered by social media and I think sometimes for me, it's important to remember who I am without it, um, which gets more and more difficult, honestly. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it is hard. And I, I, I do also like that aspect that it is acceptable to just be yourself. Like I wouldn't, if I had to put on a facade of who I am every single day or as oh often God. as I post social media, then I like, I would just go insane. I couldn't, I wouldn't be yeah. for me, but Luckily, I just post what I want or what I'm doing. And I I guess that's the definition of authenticity. And that's like, it's easy because I'm not trying, I'm not trying to do something um, versus making everything so uh, picture perfect or whatever. But but it is, it is weird. It is still weird to have this as such a norm and like part of our daily uh, right. Lives, like, Especially every- when you're still like a normal person, right? When you like work a nine to five and it's just like most of your life is lived outside of social media really, but then you like, you have that on the side and it's just like such a weird juxtaposition, honestly. And I'm sure you feel similarly sometimes. 
Oh yeah, it is definitely. I'm like, okay, I actually do have to like manage this side of myself and then this side of myself, Yeah. but I also merge it all together. So it's just like a constant, I don't know. Right. I feel like I'm so tired all of the time because like there's so many things to, (laughs) yeah, like so many different aspects of like my personality and my life. And it's just like, okay, I like, I want to have fun and I want to develop my whatever social media presence and but it's it's difficult to manage it all and not go insane. Um, okay, well, how do you manage it all and try not to go to insane? Like, what is your what is your uh, um, method to the madness? So I barely have a method, but one thing that does help me is that in the morning. So I have, you know, how in your iPhone you can put like mm-hmm. limits on your apps. So I I have limits, but I don't pay attention to them but what I do is I don't open most of my social media or I don't open TikTok I do open Twitter and Instagram until 11 a.m so it gives me kind of a free morning or like a morning where I can like focus on work and just like journaling reading whatever I want to do which is has actually been really helpful because I feel like TikTok is such a time suck. And even if you're not like watching videos, you're checking your notifications, you're like getting um, messages, etc. So that's been helpful. And just setting aside time where I like I've been making more plans with real life friends. So I have (laughs) I, I go to the movies and I go get dinner in the middle of the week, which I don't know, especially after the pandemic has been like a really important thing for me because I didn't see that many people for a hot minute. And you're in that, New York, right? I'm in New York and I yeah. live by myself and it's just like it was rough there for yeah. a while. So I feel like it's been really important for me to see my friends, see people in real life and just like develop relationships and like strengthen relationships with people who have been in my life for a while. So that's been that's been important for me and kind of allows me to put things in perspective, honestly. Yeah. Well, that sounds like you've found at least some kind of balance because I don't know about you, but I also find it overwhelming when I see people, when I figure out people's morning routines or how they stay perfectly on top of everything. Mm -hmm. And they have this like such organized calendar and and they wake up every single day at this time, they go to this class. And then sometimes I'll look at myself and I'm like, I'm I can't do that. So am I like destined to fail? But I like no. that you have, okay, <laughs> maybe things aren't perfectly organized, but you still have a really good technique that a lot of people could take advantage of and helps you stay on top of things. So I like that you said that. Yeah, no, my, I don't really have a routine. It's, it's a hot mess all the time, but I, I feel like, you know, your routine's are meant to be changed a little bit, right? Like you don't feel the same one week to the next. So I feel like it's important to be flexible in your routines and what you do. Um, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. This definitely. year has been a shit show. So it's hard for me to like be serious about this because I feel <laughs> like this year has been insane, but yeah, I do try. <laughs> That's all you can do. And I will look at these people who are, you know, whether it's content creators or uh, people in a professional field or whatever it is that they're doing. And I'm like, okay, well, they must be perfectly 
organized and strategic and have their calendar down to the minute. And then oh my God. when I learned sure that some, yeah, some, yes. And if that is you, great. Like you, yeah, good for keep you. Going. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Congratulations. not be me. <laughs> oh I'm my really God. But yeah. Honestly, I, I try though. And that's kind of the point of it too, is like, I will find what works for me. And sometimes it works for me in the certain week. And then sometimes it just works for me for the next day. And then I yeah. have to change it. Um, so exactly. it's also like embracing just the flexibility because it works. It, yeah. Make it and just being like consciously and intentionally aware of the, your changing needs, honestly, because that that's real. Like, some weeks I feel great and I feel like I can wake up at 6 a.m., do my little journaling, go on a quick walk, go get my coffee, chat with the barista, get to work uninterrupted for four hours, take a little reading break. And sometimes I'm just like, I need to be checking my notifications every minute on the minute or I will go insane. So I don't know. Literally. Like, it switches up and all you can do is be aware of it and try to improve, but Honestly, it's just, it is what it is. Oh, it's so funny when you get those days where you're just this mega productive person. You're like, wow, I am at full capacity today. And it's right. You like, what the world is my oyster. I want to try all these things. I'm seriously like, that girl is going places. It's just, it's so true. Like, you're, your capacity for the day is not going to look the same. And it's like coming to peace with that. And also like being kind to yourself and for what mm-hmm. you can do for that particular day. Exactly. exactly. Um, do you think that you've always been confident, outgoing? Like I think being on the internet does take some confidence. Like, have you always been like that? Or is it something that you've grown into? Not at all. I used to be like, literally debilitatingly shy when I was younger like my parents would have to force me to go speak to people and I would just like shake um so no not at all I think I've actually like gained confidence because of social media do you know what I mean because it's just it's very validating obviously when you post content and people react to it positively so I'm just like okay I'm not insane. You know what I mean? Like, I am not unfunny. I'm not unentertaining. These people who don't know me and have absolutely no vested interest in me wouldn't tell me these things if they didn't find me at least a little bit funny. So I feel like social media has actually helped me gain confidence, which I know is unorthodox to say. No, it makes sense. I think it's true. Um, but no, I think as I've gotten older and just gotten, kind of gotten settled into my personality and just who I am, I've gained confidence. And I think that's very normal, right? You're just like, insecurity is very, is very big as a youth. Um, <laughs> and the older you get, the more, I don't know, the more comfortable you get in, in your skin and who you are. Um, so that's been, that's been kind of my journey, I guess, in confidence. It's kind of fun. But yeah, yeah, it is fun. And I feel like it's just going to increase as I get older. Like I have I have felt more myself the older I get. So kind of very fine with that process yeah, of right? aging. And like, at and, least it's yeah. not the opposite. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I think that's 
And just like having friends that validate you, I think is so important. Um, just friends who, like I have a lot of friends who I've known for 10 plus years and who I've like grown with and just improved with. And I think that's been, that's been huge too to my own confidence. So yeah, I, I always think it's, it's interesting because some people will have friends that are a hundred percent in your corner and support you and are like, mm-hmm. heck yes, I'm your biggest cheerleader, do whatever you want. And then I think there yeah. is unfortunately other kinds of friends. And I don't necessarily think they're awful people, but they'll look at you if you want to yeah. try something new and they'll be like, what? Like, are you sure? You, are, you, yeah. are you sure? Yeah. Like, why would you <laughs> You? Um, Have and you I, considered this from every possible yeah. angle? <laughs> no, seriously. And it's like, that can be, that can be the make or break of you trying something out of your comfort zone. So totally. it's like, what would, what would you say to people that do have friends that are more on the, have you looked at this from every angle point of view? A, a and they have your best interest of your heart. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't, yeah. I feel like a lot of people have those kinds of friends and they have those kinds of parents too, or like family mm. members. And I think that can be so damaging to a person's confidence because just having someone who's supposed to be in your corner doubting you and doubting your actions must be just really difficult to get to yeah to improve and to get out of so I don't know I think like a lot of people need to or a lot of people would be better off just learning how to spend a season by themselves and figuring Mm -hmm. out what they need from their community so from their friends from their family and then going out and searching for that instead of sticking around with people who they're comfortable with maybe or who are convenient but aren't really the best for their development or for for their contentment and their happiness yeah. you know it's just wow. like it's so easy to stay where you are but it's it takes a lot of courage i think to get out there and just you know what i'm not going to settle for these friends even though they've been my friends for a while and they're they know my history because it's just it's not good for my growth. So, yeah, that is so know. well said. That's so well said because um, probably for the majority of people they have had at some instance of their life, either it's a parent or it's a teacher or some kind of influence in their lives that mm-hmm. isn't necessarily 100% supportive of something. Yeah. And it can feel like, okay, if they don't support this, then yeah, I shouldn't do it. But if you take that time and do the self growth, like go on a yeah. personal journey, like it, or it doesn't have to be all yeah. that, like, like no, just, yeah, but I agree. It's just like, okay, what do I need? Like, what am I missing from the people around me? Like, what are they causing me harm or are they making me better? It's just, I think it's as it's as simple as that. And if you don't feel better after hanging out with your friends, if you feel mm-hmm. worse, if you feel like a less confident version of yourself. I think it's time to kind of analyze your relationships and wonder if it's worth it because I don't like that can have long-term effects on your, on your confidence, on your self-esteem, on everything, your career, your, your relationships, like people who put doubt in your mind, like they stay there for a while. Yeah. 
Yes, 100%. Like, you're allowed to outgrow relationships and friendships. It's not always easy, but I promise you. It's so awkward. Oh, my God. It's so awkward. Like, I've done it, and it is awkward. And, I mean, it doesn't have to mean that the other person is a bad person. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't have to make them an antagonist. It's just, like, they don't work for you. That doesn't mean they won't work for someone else. It's just you know, you don't mesh together and that's fine. And yeah, the decoupling can be very (laughs) uncomfortable, but it's necessary. I don't know. It's just not all friends are meant to last your entire life. I think that's very normal. Not all relationships are meant for, you know, they're not a lifetime guarantee. So agreed. Um, Enjoy the friends you have for the moment you have them. Love that. Um, What would you say on the opposite side? Like if he if the person listening is the kind of friend and not your fault, because I think we've all, we all judge at some point, but what, what mm-hmm. would you say to the people that are a little bit more on the judgmental side where if a friend says something to them and they want to go out and live their dream, but they're like, no, you shouldn't do that. Or, um, you know, you mm-hmm. should stay safe. Like, what would you say to that yeah. kind of person? I think a lot of times it comes from a good place, right? They're just like, oh, like I'm a very risk averse person. And I think I project that sometimes to other people. And that's why I'm just like, oh, have you have you thought about it? But it's not like I'm judging. It's just like I'm genuinely asking, have you considered all the possible permutations of this? Um, So I think just kind of I think a lot of people could do with more more listening and less talking and more reflecting. Just you know, before just be conscious of how much doubting can impact someone, how much like um, questioning someone's intentions or someone's plans can hurt them. And if you think it's still worth it and just do it in a conscious way, in a very thoughtful, conscientious way, right? I think the way that you say things is sometimes even more important than what you say. Um, so I, yeah. think, I think that's, that's the thing. Just like, measure measure your tone measure (laughs) the way that you're saying this and anticipate how like if they're your friend you'll know how they'll react right you know how your friends react to different things you know how you have to talk differently to different friends to make sure they don't freak out in one way or another so just be aware of that and just express what you're trying to express be be thoughtful about it be well-intentioned and I think that you know that's fine my whole my whole like PR thing on TikTok is just the way that you say things is almost as important as what you're saying. That's just when yeah. you look at your interactions, you realize that that's the case. Like if you could fake PR coach some of these people that your situations are about, <laughs> I think a lot of things would be so much better. You're like, exactly. Okay. So you, you you said this to the public, right? Uh, so you know have. you're being an asshole, right? <laughs> Seriously. Have you ever gotten somebody asking you, um, like a real media agency asking you for PR advice because of your PR? Not uh, officially, but so many people think I am in PR. And I have so many PR professionals who follow me. And I I see it as a badge of honor, honestly, because like, if you think that I'm doing a good job at my fake PR videos, (laughs) then then I've, I've done you proud. Like, honestly, I can I can go home, I can go home with a pep in my step. Um, I yeah, no, I'm actually doing a podcast with USC's um, PR department, I guess, tomorrow, because they were just like, 
what are you doing? <laughs> what is happening? What, how did you get started with this? Um, so I don't know. I feel like it's, I think every corporate or anyone who has worked for someone, honestly, has yeah. a little PR person within them because you have to oh, say yeah. things in a way that you wouldn't say them outside of the corporate environment. You know, there you have to be indirect, but also pithy and just get your meaning across without being rude. And sometimes you have to say very uncomfortable things in a way that doesn't make a person cuss you out. So exactly. Anyone who's ever had a job, honestly, um, can, can relate to the PR inside all of us. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, okay, well, we are getting close to the end. So I want to yeah. ask you just a few more burning of questions. Course. Oh my God. Um, okay. So <laughs> here we go. Fire <laughs> out. Oh gosh, now I'm on the pressure seat too. I'm like, who's talking to who? Um, so I always like, I like to I, you know me like I am such a, a a girl's girl like I am a feminist like blah mm-hmm. blah blah but I'm also always intrigued at you know other women who are inspiring in one nature or the other to the masses and I'm curious like what do you think is sometimes like a, a challenge for women who are either like funny or doing something big in their industry yeah I think I think it's a real challenge, honestly, because you have to be – I feel like staying staying soft is is the main challenge, actually, if mm-hmm. that's if that's who you are originally, right? Because I feel like if you're, if you're a leader or if you're trying to do big things in your industry or you're trying to rise above, et cetera, you have to project or present this personality of just being super tough and confident and just hard and proud. And it's just – it's hard sometimes to stay soft in that kind of role and just to still be nice and to <laughs> to you know be a be a good mentor and just to not tell younger girls who are coming up like oh this is this is what you have to do like you have to follow these steps and it's just like no actually use as many exclamation points as you want <laughs> yes <laughs> Smiley faces, exclamation mark, emotion. Smiley faces. Say hi with five eyes if you want to. Do you know what I mean? It's just call people and get coffee and don't feel like you have to get like an espresso. Get a frappuccino if you want to. Um, Just little (laughs) things. Whipped cream. It's just stay, staying yourself and not, not losing track of, not trying to become like the prototypical corporate I'm talking corporate because that's what I am um corporate guy in order to be a successful woman I think that's the mistake that a lot of people make and then we wonder why it's such a shitty environment for women even though there are more women in the corporate world and it's because a lot of them have followed the guys examples instead of just striking their own path and it's just very frustrating sometimes as a woman because you have to follow you you feel like you have to follow that same path and it's just like a bunch of assholes like men and women and you're just like okay at the end of the day maybe maybe gender doesn't even matter because once you get to a certain point in the hierarchy they're all the same you know so I think that's what's been most difficult for me is just to kind of 
not become that kind of person just to stay the same and try to grow um without becoming that kind yeah corporate becoming john smith robot yeah and it's just it's hard to explain but i think i've talked to a lot of women in the corporate world who feel similarly and it's just it's it's really hard it's really frustrating and sometimes a lot of like I've had a lot of great women mentors, but sometimes they're just, mm-hmm. they're not great. They're not great because they're just like, I've had, I've had some women be like, oh, I don't have kids, but a lot of, obviously a lot of women in the workplace do. And sometimes they're just, oh, well, I'm so lucky because company X allows me to like log off for an hour so I can see my kids off to bed from six to seven. And then from seven to 11, <laughs> I work and I'm just, Okay. We are we are in two different worlds right now. How is mm-hmm. that? How are you lucky? How are I, you lucky? Why are we? Mm-mm. Why are we still in that world? Do you know what I mean? It's not so, helping. It's not helping. Yeah. It's not helping. Yeah. It, it it gives me so much anxiety when it's just when I realize that that's the world that we're still living in and that we're not doing more to improve it. Not for just women, but men too, because they're. I mean they're the ones who are setting this example and I doubt they're having a good time, you know? Exactly. It's um, not just for women's sake. I think it's for everyone. It's for everyone. I think almost probably, I I don't want to say an absolute, but I can probably say every woman has experienced that where they feel Mm -hmm. like they have to harden themselves. Like for me, I was always like, this is so dumb when you think about it, but I was always self-conscious about my voice. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to sound as less Valley girl as I need to show them somehow by my voice that I'm not a blonde haired woman Mm -hmm. that likes girly things. And I'm like, but wait a second, what's wrong with being a a woman that likes girly things and has sometimes like a high pitched, you know, funny voice. Like it's, are you kidding me? And, And so that's something that I've had to, um, and like you said, it's, when when we start just accepting it and we don't have to be so rigid, other people mm-hmm. will see that that's okay because at the end of the day, we're all literally the same. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And hopefully, <laughs> I mean, our generations will will start or continue that movement, but it's definitely been difficult. It is. It is. But we're, we're making strides. And we are. Even we just are, we are. seeing other women um, – being comfortable with being soft and being themselves is it, it, just mm-hmm. such a great step. Yeah, um, for sure. Okay, my last question for you: okay. what What advice could you give people to just be more bold in their lives? Ooh, I think just be more of the person that you are when you're like speaking to yourself by yourself in your apartment. Do you know what I mean? Like, be as unhinged as you are when you're by yourself, but with your friends, with other people, just don't be afraid of just like buttoning up all the time and just be more yourself. I think I hate when people say that because it's like be yourself is such shitty advice, but I think it's true. I think we limit our personalities so much when we're out there and we don't we don't show people like all their little hobbies and weird interests and I don't know, shows from the 60s that we watch. Um, 
I don't know. I think everyone has something quirky and fun about themselves. And the more open they are with it, the more confident they become. I feel like the more myself that I've been on social media, the more confident I've been because it's just I don't care anymore. Like I I generally do not care what people may judge me for. Like as long as I'm not being rude or offensive, I don't mind being myself. You can think it's weird. You can think it's uncomfortable sometimes. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's my advice. It's probably very disjointed, but no. I oh my gosh, I I just even have like a quote from that. I don't mind being myself. Like that should not be an outlandish statement. Like we should mm. all not mind being ourselves. So that was yeah. I think that's excellent. Okay, um, good. Well, girl, it was so <laughs> great talking to you. Um, Yay, same. Where where can people find you and connect with you? Oh, okay. I'm literally color me loverly absolutely everywhere. I came up with it in like eighth grade and I have never <laughs> changed it, which is one of the things I may regret in my life. But I'm no. color me loverly on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and then my Substack is it's technically called hmm, that's interesting, but it's <laughs> color me loverly dot substack. So um, if you remember my handle, you know where to find me everywhere. Perfect. Perfect. Easy enough. Um, well, thank you so much again. And thank I you. This was so show. fun. <laughs> yes. Bye.